from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. You are welcome to write to us on this postal address. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune, 411037, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www. dot awr. dot 
Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. of Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word According to the Bible Jesus Christ is the incarnate word of God fully human and fully divine the central figure and the founder of Christianity I welcome all the listeners who are tuned into the message today I am Helen Jacob the English radio speaker producer from Adventist Media Center Pune Before we study God's word, let us ask for the Lord's blessings. Father in heaven, we humbly bow before you, asking for your presence to be with us as we study together. Please open our hearts to receive your word and draw us closer to you. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. In this modern world of advanced technology, we can learn about anything under the sun. We can practically access material on any topic from anywhere just with a touch of a button. Well, how much do you know about Jesus Christ? Yes, you can google this topic and read all about him. Another place to know about Jesus is in the written word of God, the Bible. There is ample evidence of who Jesus Christ is, written by over 40 different authors, men who were inspired by the holy spirit 
We can read about who Jesus is through his friends and family, competent authority, and by what Jesus said about himself through scripture. Come with me to a little town of Bethany. Martha is the sister of Mary and Lazarus. Jesus was a frequent visitor to their house, and he loved this family. One day, Jesus gets a message that Lazarus is very ill, and he soon dies of this illness. By now, Lazarus is buried, and as the custom was in those days, mourners had come to their house to comfort them. Now Jesus comes with his disciples to their house four days later. Let us read the conversation from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 21 to 27. Verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 22. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Verse 23. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Verse 24. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes me, though he die, yet shall he live. Verse 26. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Verse 27. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. As we read further into the chapter of John 11, we see that Jesus asks Martha where Lazarus is laid. They came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus asked for the stone to be taken away. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, replied, He has been dead four days and his body will have an odor. In verse 40, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? The stone is rolled away, and Jesus prayed to his Father in heaven. And with a loud voice he said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, the dead man, came forth. He was unbound of the linen that was around him. What a glorious day that was! It might have seemed to Martha and Mary that Jesus was four days late. But Jesus was on time. What do you say who Jesus is? Do you believe that he is the resurrection and the life? Let us visit the disciple of Jesus, Thomas, who was called Doubting Thomas because of his lack of faith. Thomas was a Jew and was also a disciple of Jesus. After Jesus was resurrected, he appeared to his disciples who were locked up in the upper room. Thomas was missing, and when he heard the news, he declared, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Jesus appeared again to the disciples eight days later. Thomas was present this time. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed? Blessed are they that have not seen, but yet have believed. John twenty twenty nine. 
Thomas was a disciple who came to India and shared the gospel of Jesus. Even from the tale of doubting Thomas, we can learn that we believe even what we have not seen. Thomas had to see to believe. But God wants us to have faith in Jesus and his word, the Bible, when we hear it without having to see it first. It is this type of faith that causes a person to be blessed. Do you have moments of doubt? That is where faith comes in. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is a gift given to us by God. Let us take him by his word. His word is true. It is the living word of God that can transform us. Peter, another disciple of Jesus. Who is he? What did he do? And what does he say about Jesus? Peter's life is perhaps the greatest redemption story ever recorded. Fishermen in his days were considered manly men with hot tempers and vulgar language. They were traditionally uneducated but would have ample wits and survival skills acquired by working hard and braving the seas and fish markets. Fishermen were stereotypically men of action, very physical and unafraid of others, which Peter demonstrated when he cut off the soldier's ear in the Garden of Gethsemane at Jesus' arrest. A fleshy reaction of violence instead of love as he'd heard Jesus preach for three years. What was the character of Peter, the disciple of Jesus? Peter exhibits the character of an outspoken leader of the disciples, willing to challenge Jesus' action and teachings. Although quick to commit to Jesus' challenges, he is unsteadily in demonstrating his commitment during Jesus' time of suffering. Peter was originally called Simon. He and his brother Andrew joined Jesus early in his ministry and were with Jesus until Jesus' death. The Bible presents Peter as compassionate and loyal to Jesus, but he also shows doubt, even denying Jesus three times. Despite Peter being one of the first disciples of Jesus, being in close contact with him for three and a half years, and being a sinful man, yet he became part of the inner circle. We might wonder why he still denied Jesus. Peter's denial was based partially on weakness, the weakness born of human frailty. The sin of our first parents affected all of us. We are born in sin, but we don't have to remain in sin. Peter was not prepared to face the temptation. After the Last Supper, Jesus took his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane to await his arrest. He told them to stay awake and pray while he went off to pray alone. When he returned to them, he found them sleeping. He warned Peter to stay awake and pray because although his spirit might be willing, his flesh was weak. But he fell asleep again. And by the time the soldiers had come to arrest Jesus, it was too late to pray for the strength to endure the ordeal to come. No doubt his failure to appropriate the only means to store up his own weakness, prayer, occurred to him as he was weeping bitterly after his denials. 
But Peter learned his lesson about being watchful, and he exhorts us to 1 Peter 5.8. Be on the alert, because your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Peter's weakness had caused him to be devoured momentarily as he denied his Lord, because he hadn't been prepared through prayer and he underestimated his own weakness. A second reason for Peter's failure was fear. To his credit, although all the others had fled, Peter still followed Jesus after his arrest, but he kept his distance so as not to be identified with him. There is no question that fear gripped him. From the courtyard, he watched Jesus being falsely accused, beaten and insulted. Peter was afraid Jesus would die, and he was fearful of his own life as well. The world hated Jesus, and Peter found that he was not prepared to face the ridicule and persecution that Jesus was suffering. Earlier, Jesus had warned his disciples, as well as us today, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Peter quickly found he wasn't nearly as bold and courageous as he had proclaimed, and in fear he denied the one who had loved him. We might well wonder why Jesus allowed Peter to fail so miserably and deny his Lord three times at night. Jesus revealed to Peter that Satan had asked for permission to sift Peter like wheat. Jesus could have easily protected Peter and not allowed Satan to sift him, but Jesus had a higher goal. He was equipping Peter to strengthen his brothers. Not only did Peter strengthen the other disciples, he became the pillar of the early church in Jerusalem exhorting and training others to follow the Lord Jesus. And he continues to this day to strengthen us through his epistles, First and Second Peter. As with all our failures, God used Peter's many failures, including the three denials of Christ, to turn him from Simon, a common man with a common name, into Peter, the rock. When Peter recognized his wrong and mistakes, he went out and wept. Chapter 16 of the Gospel of Matthew starts off where the Pharisees and Sadducees demand signs of who Jesus is and then Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? We read in Matthew 16.16, Simon Peter reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, a relation brought out not through human efforts but by the Holy Spirit. Again in Second Peter 1, 16 and 17 we read, For we were not making up clever stories when we heard you about the power coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes. When he received honor and glory from God the Father, his voice from the majestic glory of God said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Let's let's ask competent authority. What does Gabriel and the angels have to say? According to Ellen White, Gabriel was the angel next in rank to the Son of God, most likely taking the place of Lucifer. The announcement made to Mary was by angel Gabriel. The angel said to her, 
Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. In the Gospel of Luke 1.32, we read the account of what the angel Gabriel said to Mary. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. The angels declared the good news in Luke 2.11 and it says, The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. At the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord said in the Gospel of Matthew 17.5, But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. Through these verses, we see that the heavenly host of angels, Gabriel and God the Father, pointing to the Son, Jesus Christ, who is the promised Messiah, his mission of salvation began on earth and is continuing in heaven in saving souls. Anyone who wants to be saved can be saved. It is our decision and choice of what we want and who has captured our heart. May the Lord help us to choose wisely. What does Jesus himself say in the scriptures? In the Gospel of John 14.6, we see the conversation of Thomas, the disciple of Jesus, who said to Jesus that we do not know the way. Verse 6 says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. In the conversation to Martha, when Lazarus, her brother, died, Jesus comes to meet them. In John 11:25, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. In this chapter of John 8, we see the Pharisees, the leaders of the law, brought an adulterous woman before Jesus to be stoned to death. Jesus bends down and writes on the sand. The Pharisees leave one by one of what they saw written on the ground. All her accusers have gone, and in verse 58 of John 8, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. What a wonderful account, revelation of Jesus Christ, from ordinary people like you and me, from God the Father and the heavenly host and from the scriptures itself. To conclude, who is Jesus Christ? I believe that Jesus is the creator of all things, including you and me. Jesus is my Redeemer, who willingly gave his life to save you and me. Jesus is my healer, who heals all our diseases. He is my best friend, who sticketh closer than a brother. He is my Prince of Peace, who fills my life with peace and joy, even in this confusing world. He is my coming King, who promised that he will come again. Yes, Jesus is coming soon. The question is, are you preparing to meet him? Let this be our humble prayer as I close. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the times you have saved us. Thank you for the times you have given us a second chance. You are more than wonderful. Help us, Lord, to seek you more closely. 
love you more dearly and serve you more willingly. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you in his loving care. Have a cheerful and fulfilling day. a sinner, but I came, pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that He always kept His word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, and it's mine, and it's mine. yes, it's mine, and the white-robed angels sing the story. We have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com. Dot com. Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-040-040-140. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. 
Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website, www dot awr dot org. This is David, and I am Madhuri. Signing off at awr. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.